Warning, wicked wanderers may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Wicked Wanderers. I'm your wicked hostess, Jacqueline. I hope everybody has had an amazing week and a wonderful weekend and that you went on some adventures. I just got back from a cruise. We went to the Bahamas. I absolutely love the Bahamas. And when they say crystal clear turquoise waters. They mean it. The beaches were amazing. We went snorkeling, got to see the coral reefs, the beautiful fish. We just overall had a blast. If I could move to the Bahamas, I would. I don't know what I would do for work, and the currency is pretty much the same, but I definitely would do it. If you are new, To this podcast, we travel to a different destination. I discuss a haunted place, some dark tourism, as well as some fun things to do while we are there. So pack your bags. We're going to the Bahamas. The Bahamas are 700 islands in the Atlantic Ocean but only about 30 of them are inhabited. New Providence is one of the largest islands and is the capital. It is also home to 70% of the country's population. Humans have lived on the Bahama Islands since the 4th century. In the 1600s, the area attracted pirates such as Blackbeard and Calico Jack. These daring buccaneers pillaged cargo ships sailing along the trading routes that circled the island. The territory was placed under British rule in 1718 and remained so until 1973. This is when the Bahamas gained their independence. Today, The area is a popular tourist destination, with over 5 million people visiting each year to experience the country's wildlife and culture. Citizens from countries other than the United States and Canada are required to present a valid passport that is valid for the duration of their trip. For visits less than 30 days, Non-U.S. citizens must have an alien registration card or a green card and a valid national passport from their country. A valid national passport and a Bahamas visa are required for stays more than 30 days. The best time to visit the Bahamas is between mid-December and mid-April, though this is when the country is at its busiest tourist time. The islands are located within the hurricane belt, 
Hurricanes may be a factor between June 1st and November 30th. The Bahamas are truly an amazing destination. When we went, we did hit some rain. They weren't major rainstorms or anything like that. When we were snorkeling in Freeport, it started raining and the waves got a little bit more rough, but that wasn't bad. And when we were in Nassau at Atlantis, it did rain. And if there is lightning up to 19 miles, they shut down all the rides. So we weren't able to go on the rides, but there was so much cool stuff there that it didn't really matter. So before we get to our first destination, here are some fun facts and strange laws in the Bahamas. The Bahamas never became a U.S. territory, despite being so close to the country. The Bahamas' name is derived from the Spanish term Baja Mar, which means shallow sea, and it is definitely shallow. We went out on the boat, and you couldn't even see the island, and it was only 12 feet deep. You could see the bottom. It is the Bahamas that Christopher Columbus first landed on. In the Western Hemisphere, the Bahamas has the third highest per capita GPD. The city of Freeport on the Grand Bahamas received snow for the first time ever recorded on January 17, 1977. I doubt anybody was prepared for snow. A marching band can be found on the currency, and it is the only country that has this. The Bahamas technically do not belong to the Caribbean. The Bahamas is one of the best places in the world for cave diving. The Bahamas has the seventh most registered ships in the world. It is forbidden to wear camouflage clothing that resembles the Bahamas military uniform. You can face jail time or a fine, even if you're a local or a tourist. If your spouse cheats on you with an animal, divorce is granted. Uh, what the fuck is that all about? The legal drinking age is 18. It is forbidden to spearfish while scuba diving. And finally, locals are not allowed to gamble in any casino due to their religious beliefs. They can go in the casino, they can work at the casino, but they are not allowed to gamble. Which I find absolutely crazy because there are literally casinos everywhere in the Bahamas. And now it is time for our first destination, the Great Isaac Lighthouse, also known as the Great Isaac K. This was built in 1859, and some claim it was built to keep ships from getting lost in the Bermuda Triangle. This lighthouse is only accessible by boat, and according to Lighthouse Digest magazine, the Great Isaac Lighthouse has been abandoned since 2000, leaving it to decay. 
The bottom stairs have been removed to prevent people from entering the lighthouse. And it is haunted. They say it is haunted by two spirits, a little boy and a lady in gray. Some people who have been near the lighthouse have mentioned seeing the ghost of a boy in the area. It is believed to be the spirit of a young boy who traveled on a supply ship during the construction of the lighthouse. The ship was wrecked off the coast and everybody but one unfortunate boy survived. Legend has it that he was eaten by a shark. It is said that the lady in gray is the boy who died's mother. She wanders mournfully as she searches for her child. And she seems to be more active on moonlit nights. Also, two of the keepers of the Great Isaac Lighthouse went missing in early August 1969. They just up and disappeared. It was not discovered that they were missing until August 4th. Some say what happened to them is a mystery and point to the Bermuda Triangle. However, others say the disappearance was due to Hurricane Anna, which was near the area at the time. If you wish to visit the lighthouse, you must go by boat. You can rent a boat or a jet ski. The environment is a harsh place, and there have been plenty of shipwrecks in the area. So make sure you plan your visit well, and who knows, maybe you can go on a moonlit night and see the lady in gray. When in the Bahamas, visit the stunning island of Bimini. Bimini is renowned for its pristine waters, white sand beaches, and intimate setting. It has a different vacation feel since there aren't many resorts and lodging options. Bimini was my favorite part of the trip. I absolutely loved going there. We went to the Hilton Hotel Beach. The water was perfect. I could spend the whole day in that water. The resort was really nice. They had cabanas because, you know, your girl's white. Drinks are amazing. The Bahama Mamas and Pina Coladas were delicious. I was drinking them like they were fucking Kool-Aid. But while you're in Bimini, make sure you visit the Dolphin House. The Dolphin House was created by a local named Ashley Saunders. One day, he was swimming in the ocean, and he found himself surrounded by a pod of over 40 wild dolphins. He was captivated by the beauty, freedom, and intelligence of these magnificent creatures. And from that moment on, he dedicated his life to his new passion. Ashley was full of ideas and began working on an incredible project that he still works on to this day, the Dolphin House. He refers to his work as a poem in stone. He dedicates it entirely to the wild dolphins of Bimini, who have revealed their beauty to him and inspired his life's creative calling. The Dolphin House is made entirely of recyclable materials found in Bimini and 
treasures discovered in the sea. The house is handcrafted from the ground up. It is covered in vibrant colors, beautiful patterns. You do not want to miss this place. This house is absolutely gorgeous. It's like a giant mosaic. It's beautiful. It's just something you really have to go visit. It is located at Queens Highway, Saunders Street, Alice Town in Bimini. And if I did not mention before, you can only visit Bimini by boat or plane. So obviously you have to travel accordingly, which there are plenty of places on each island and boats that will take you to the islands that you wish to go to. Go to the Primeval Forest National Park. This old growth woodland stands remarkably undisturbed and is a representation of the Bahamas' early evergreen tropical hardwood forests. The area is easily accessible by car and is located in the southwestern area of New Providence. It has spectacular sinkholes, unique limestone caverns that are up to 50 feet long and 30 feet wide, as well as 30 feet deep in some cases. There are boardwalks, steps, and bridges that provide access to the most notable features. The forest is home to a diverse range of plants and animals. It's really cool to see the natural evergreen forest of the island. People get caught up in just doing all the tourist stuff, but it's a really peaceful place to go to, and you get to see a different part of the islands that you wouldn't usually see. Like on the beaches and things like that, besides seeing fish and maybe some dolphins, you don't see any other animals. We saw a cat at the Atlantis Resort. Other than that, we didn't see anything except for like a couple lizards. So when you're out there, you get to experience the nature and all the different creatures that are a part of this island. It's $12 per adult, which is super cheap. Kids under 12 are free. Seniors 60 years and over is $9. And it is located at East Wind Lane in Nassau, New Providence. Also go to the Bimini Healing Hole on the west coast of East Bimini, Bahamas. There is a freshwater pond called the Bimini Healing Hole. It is surrounded by saltwater mangrove swamps. And it can only be reached by boat because it is in a secluded area. According to local lore, the water in the Healing Hole has healing abilities and can treat various diseases including cancer, skin disorders, and so much more. Despite the lack of scientific proof, it is thought that the mineral content of the water in the healing hole has some health advantages. An underwater river and a number of freshwater springs combined with the seawater nearby to supply the water in the healing hole. 
Sulfur, magnesium, and calcium are abundant in the water, resulting in the mineral makeup. And these elements are thought to have medicinal benefits. Visitors can rent a boat in Bimini from one of the island's marinas or a local tour company to get to the Bimini Healing Hole. Please note, there is no proof that anything cures cancer. If you're going there to have some miracle happen, it's not going to happen. But it does have medicinal benefits, maybe for aches and pains. But don't go out there thinking that you're going to find a cure. I don't want people to believe that, you know, this could heal them. Maybe spiritually, but physically, no. From Alice Town to the Healing Hole location, by boat, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes. When you're in Bimini, make sure you grab a bite to eat at Stewart Conk Stand. The Conk Salad is made with tomatoes, peppers, onions, oranges, lemons, and is a specialty of this North Bimini restaurant. Along with many other items, the menu offers is lobster salad and prawns. The conch is the most eaten thing on the islands, and you cannot go to the islands without trying the conch. And this little stand has some of the best food on the island. Go to Sherry's Paradise on the beach, on the slope at Radio Beach in the Bahamas. There is a little eatery called Sherry's Paradise on the beach. Sherry Pratt, a native, and her husband work together to run this restaurant. They have been in business for almost 10 years. They have great music, delectable conch fritters, and salad, and it is a ton of fun. Both locals and tourists enjoy this restaurant, and always make sure you check out their local seafood specials. Our next place is the Island of Nassau. And while you're there, go to the Queen's Staircase. The Queen's Staircase is a staircase made of solid limestone that is over 100 feet long and is arguably Nassau's most popular monument. The Queen Staircase was constructed in the 1700s over the course of more than 16 years by slave labor. It was constructed in honor of Queen Victoria, who would eventually end slavery when she ascended to the throne. That's ironic. The staircase dedicated to her was made from slaves, and then she freed the slaves. Doesn't seem quite right, but whatever. The Queen's Staircase is free to visit and climb, and is one of the top things to do in Nassau. Fort Finn Castle is located at the top of the stairs. When you are at the top, you get a beautiful view of the whole entire island. Another place that you should go to, as I mentioned earlier is Atlantis. Atlantis is an amazing resort. We did the water park, which is the Aqua Adventure. 
which has eight water slides, a Mayan-themed water playground, and a lazy river. It also features five miles of white sand beaches, 11 swimming pools. Atlantis is an unmatched and amazing experience that is well worth the cost. Guests may immerse themselves in an experience with varied marine creatures at the resort's open marine habitat. There are aquariums all over the place. They have stingrays, sharks, nurse sharks, lobsters, all kinds of tropical fish, barracudas, sea turtles. And yes, Atlantis is a tourist destination. But it's not the actual Atlantis that I enjoyed the most. It is the Atlantis Blue Project Foundation. This is a 501c nonprofit that was established in 2005 with the goal of preserving sea life and its amazing ecosystems. The Bahamas will continue to be home to a variety of unique, uncommon, and endangered species. The foundation is supported through visitor engagement in the marine encounters and experiences at Atlantis Paradise Island. So when you visit, and you do these experiences like you can go in the water with the stingrays. You can scuba dive with the sharks. And no, they're not like great white sharks. They're like nurse sharks. They're not going to eat you. They have all these different things you can do at Atlantis. And this all benefits this 501c. And you know I love anything that helps, you know, saving the animals, protecting them, protecting our children's future to be able to have these creatures still around. It is so important that we take care of the climate control and protect the oceans. These are very important things. And once imbalances happen, ecosystems shift and things change. So things that naturally were supposed to happen aren't happening anymore. And these will end up having major consequences. So I think this program is absolutely amazing. They have a sea turtle hatchery where they're helping the species become less endangered because boats, pollution, plastic, all the shit that us as humans do kill these beautiful creatures. And over in one area, they have the little baby ones. And oh my God, they are so freaking cute. So they flip their fins up on their back. And it looks like they're thinking. And I was like, what are they doing? So they flip them up. And then when they swim, they flip them back down. So it looks like they just have like their hands placed behind their backs, which is not their hands. It's their fins, but whatever. And they're adorable. And then next to them are like the medium sized sea turtles. The little ones are poking their heads in to see the big ones. And they are just so cool. And then they have the adult ones. And what I love about Atlantis in this program is... They find these injured, sick sea turtles and they bring them to Atlantis because they have all these aquariums and pools and places to have them. The vet staff will nurse them back to health, take care of them. And if they don't have major injuries, they are released. And if they have injuries through their fin or something that would be life-threatening for them to survive out in the ocean, they get to stay there. And 
I'm not talking about this is like a little tiny enclosure. They have this whole beautiful area to swim around and just be themselves, which is great because it gives a place for these injured animals who would never survive in the wild a chance at life. And then people get to see them and experience them at a distance and just see what kind of beautiful creatures they are. And then, you know, it makes us want to see more of them and take care of them. They also are doing this with the, um, like, saw-nose shark, the one that looks like it has, like, a, a saw as a nose. Duh. That is an endangered species, and they actually have been the only program that has been able to reproduce these creatures. So, yes, Lantis is a huge resort. I mean, it's gorgeous. I would definitely go there. It's expensive. You can get a day pass, which we did. And like I said, got all these pools and water parks and all kinds of stuff. The beaches, the bars. You can walk inside these huge aquariums and spend like half a day. And then there's all the outdoor aquariums. But on top of that, they work closely with this program to help save the animals. So at the end of the day, yes, this isn't an off the beaten path thing to do, which is kind of hard to do in the Bahamas because it is such a tourist destination. But it really does do good for the environment. They also grow coral there. And then once it's big enough, they transplant it and put it in the ocean to rebuild the reefs. I just think it's really cool. I don't know. I guess I'm just a nerd for caring about the environment and all the little beautiful creatures in there that don't deserve to die or get hurt because of humans. It seems like all we ever do is uh, kill shit. So end of that rant. When in Nassau, grab some amazing local food. Go to the fish fry. Any local will tell you to visit this location. This is a little stretch of beach side shacks that offer only home cooked food. Fresh seafood is available. Of course, there's conch salads, conch fritters, steam conch, any kind of conch. Get some sky juice. It's strange how fresh coconut water, condensed milk, and gin go together. They blend the ingredients into a creamy concoction. It is poured into a cup and sprinkled with cinnamon or nutmeg. The coconut and the milk create a sweet creaminess, which is enhanced by the gin, and it is delicious. I know it sounds kind of weird to combine them together, but it is so good. Also, any kind of drink out of a coconut shell. Ugh, so good. I miss it so much. The fish fry is a place you must try, especially if you want to eat like a local. You get to experience their culture. When in Nassau, go to the new duff. Try the guava duff. The guava duff is a traditional dessert made of steamed dough pudding boiled in a pillowcase. This place is pretty casual. It is small in size and there isn't much seating, but you've got to try this dessert. Make sure you go swimming with the pigs. Yes, the pigs. While you're here, make sure you have this experience. Are you curious how the pigs arrived at Pig Beach? The answer to this is uncertain. The pigs are not indigenous to Big Major K. Some say that some sailors had left them there 
intending to roast them when they returned, or perhaps a nearby shipwreck and the pigs swam across the water. Either way, they live on this beach. There are currently 20 pigs and piglets that are living the easy life on this beach. I'm an animal person, so of course I had to look into this and make sure that the animals weren't you know, being taken advantage of for profit and being treated in cruel ways because I do not support that kind of thing. But it turns out that a whole team of people take care of the pigs and they make sure that they are well taken care of. Big Major K is only accessible by boat and you can arrive on your private chartered vessel or book a boat tour to get there. They're so freaking cute, and they're so smart. Ugh, I just want to have a pig. I don't want to have a freaking baby cow. And I just want to freaking squish their faces and love them forever. Freeport is another island that is a great location to explore. Crystal clear waters and an interesting historical backdrop and is a great island getaway. When you're in Freeport, visit Gold Rock Beach and the Lucian National Park. The Lucian National Park is divided into two fascinating sections. A looped boardwalk on the north side of the highway leads to two caverns and Ben's Burial Mound that combine to form one of the world's longest known underwater karst cave system in 1986. Archaeologists discovered six indigenous Lucian skeletal remains in the water-filled cavern near the entrance to what is now known as the Burial Mound Cave. A larger circular boardwalk on the south side of the highway takes you through the diverse environments from a mangrove creek and forest to sandy dunes and coral reefs. Not far from the location where Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed is Gold Rock Beach. This is a more secluded beach that you can enjoy your time in the sun and just enjoy those crystal clear waters of the Bahamas. While in Freeport, snorkel the Blue Holes. The Blue Hole is a natural phenomenon unique to the Bahamas. These are underwater caverns that have collapsed and created deep holes to explore. Certified divers will love exploring their depths, but swimmers and snorkelers can enjoy them too. You need to book a snorkel trip to go there. Also check out the other holes on the island. There's the owl holes, which is located at the bottom of a 24-foot high cliff. The hole is a little off of the usual route, so a local guide is suggested to have. You do not want to get lost in the Bahamas, especially if you don't have cell phone service. There is also Boiling Hole. The departing tides rush into the underwater tunnels, causing the hole to roll and swirl. Stingrays, baby sharks, and numerous bird species can be found at this hole. There is also Ben's Cave, which is the only inland blue hole. Any 
diver must be accompanied by a dive instructor to enter. Also, while you're out there, take a boat out to snorkel. As I mentioned before, we were in Freeport and we took a boat out to snorkel and it was fantastic. The water was only 12 feet deep. We were way off the island. You could see the bottom. It was a blast. The locals that were working on it were so freaking nice. I mean, the most down-to-earth people I've ever met. We did go when it was rainy season, so a storm did come through. The waves got a little bit, you know, rough, but we were still out there snorkeling. Everybody was being watched. It really wasn't even that bad. The fish, beautiful. The reefs were incredible. I even asked him, I was like, should I be worried about sharks? And he's like, no, bohemian sharks won't bother you. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but mainly they have nurse sharks. And when you take a boat out there, they know the exact reefs to go to where they've never had any encounters. It was so much fun. Totally worth it. It actually wasn't even that expensive. Go to Peterson K National Park. The shoreline in this park is a must-see. The coral reefs are lively. There is plenty of seagrass, and the ecosystem is ideal for many kinds of marine life. You will see birds, marine turtles, soldier crabs, and you will really enjoy visiting this K. And now it is time for our final destination. Let's get wicked. We will be going to the Hurricane Dorian Monument. Hurricane Dorian was a Category 5 storm that made landfall in the Bahamas on September 1, 2019, inflicting severe floods and devastation on the northwest islands of the Abaco in the Grand Bahama. The eye of Hurricane Dorian hit the Abaco Island with a maximum sustained winds of 185 miles per hour, making it the fiercest hurricane to ever hit the Bahamas. On September 2nd, Dorian's eye wandered across Grand Bahamas Island's eastern tip and throughout the entire island and stayed there for 48 hours. In the Grand Bahama, the main terminal of the airport was completely demolished. Fuel supplies were scarce, and there was a lot of debris and downed trees in the roads. Even for first responders and emergency personnel, getting to the island to help was quite challenging due to its proximity to two high-pressure systems, one to the northeast over the Atlantic Ocean and the other to the northwest over the U.S. The storm was unable to advance further into the U.S. coastline due to the strong wind currents. Abaco Islands were hit the hardest, suffering 87% of damage. More than 75% of homes on the island were either damaged or destroyed. The areas of the most impact were primarily inhabited by vulnerable, undocumented migrant populations. Houses were reduced to rubble. Entire neighborhoods had been demolished. Cars and even 
enormous shipping containers were scattered by the storm's surge that meteorologists estimated to have reached 23 feet. The sea transformed into a bulldozer. Boats were lifted off their moorings and thrown onto what had once been dry land by wind gusts of over 220 miles per hour at this point. Due to significant flooding and strong storm surge during the hurricane, the aquifer that supplies more than 200 wells from which the residents of the Grand Bahamas get water became contaminated with salt water. The Grand Bahama Port Authority urged residents not to drink, wash dishes, brush their teeth, or prepare food while using this tap water. The aquifers are still being repaired to this day. About 2,500 small and medium-sized enterprises in the Bahamas were impacted by Hurricane Dorian on the island of the Grand Bahama. All of the businesses on the most severely affected coast of the island, as well as 50% of Freeport companies, had to close without flood insurance. A large number of small and medium-sized enterprises suffered considerable damages. These houses, if you look at the photos, there was nothing. This hurricane stood still on this island, destroying it, completely decimating this place to rubble. When we were at Freeport, our tour guide was telling us about it, and they're still working on fixing it. And this happened in 2019. And you're talking about these locals. And if you don't have hurricane insurance, nobody's going to fucking help you. So you either have to abandon what you put your hard-earned money into or fix it yourself. Hurricane Dorian caused about $3.4 billion in damages, which is equal to one quarter of the Bahamas' GPD. The current death toll stands at 74 people, with 63 from Abaco and 22 from Grand Bahama, although 245 people are still missing a year later. In addition to the loss of lives, 2,950 people were homeless and jobless. And don't forget, right after this hurricane hit, COVID-19 happened. These poor people. So while you are visiting the monument, which is positioned at the Jack Hayward Bridge that leads to East Grand Bahama, pay your respects to those who died. It is also a reminder that when Mother Nature comes, nothing can stop her. And this concludes my episode of Wicked Wanderers. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. And as always, wander more and stay wicked. Bye. (laughs) 
If you could please rate and review Wicked Wanderers on Spotify and Apple Music, I would greatly appreciate it, especially if it's five stars. This helps others find my podcast. I do write, edit, and produce this podcast all by myself on top of having a job full-time and some precious angel muffin animals. So if you wish to donate to the cause, you can do so at patreon.com slash wickedwanderers. You can do a general donation, or you can join my Patreon. There is a bonus episode in the Patreon already, and there will be more. Links to where I found some of my information is located in the show notes. And as I said, I truly appreciate each and every one of you. I started this podcast for fun, and I continue to do it because I feel like it's fun. And I want to tell people about all the cool places to travel to. You don't always have to go do the tourist thing. It's actually more fun to experience the local life. If you have any cool places that you've traveled to or any cool stories out when you were traveling, I would love to hear them. You can email those to me at wickedwandererspodcast at gmail. Pictures of everything that I have talked about today will be posted on my Instagram. That is wicked underscore wandererspodcast. Please like and follow. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Love you guys. Bye.